Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon. A lot of work and time go into research, recording, editing, and distributing the show. Contributing even one or two dollars per month is huge in offsetting our production costs. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. And, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. You're listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, the number one place on the internet for wisdom and truth to enrich your life. Most of it is about Pokemon-themed sex toys, but wisdom and truth nonetheless. And now, here are your sages for the ages, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls, One Podcast. Two Girls, One Podcast, and no one named Matt in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, are is you... That, what? Is that a bottle? Is that an instrument? Yeah. Are you playing the bottle yeah. flute? Uh, I'm just playing... <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Just drinking some seltzer, living my best life, and... Sure, uh, it's seltzer, tootin- you fucking drunk. <laughs> 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 what time is it over mm-hmm. there? Matt... One of the few times where I'm not using the soundboard. This is this is acoustic. Can you right just here. for shits and giggles play oh, us? Oh, you're going analog old oh. school. I see. I get yeah. it. That that yeah, makes sense was, for today's episode. Yeah, all right. Can you play us the two girls one podcast theme song on your uh, bottle flute? <laughs> Can you just try it? <laughs> well, wait. Imagine imagine if I had like 16 bottles to get all the notes. That okay. Would be all right. Got it. It's only wait. one note per bottle. We'll wait. Yeah. Uh, well, we will wait. I could play a note. And then drink some, and then play the next note, and then edit it to together make it as if it was. And keep yeah, adding water, yeah. taking that out water. That would actually be so awesome, but like probably not worth your time. But <laughs> or our time to be honest, or the listeners' time. Super impressed, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean we could edit it all out and just play the final product. Yeah. But yeah, that's that usually would be really how I cool. do. But way to uh-huh. that idea. Way to take it old school, because today mm-hmm. is all about mm-hmm. asking mm-hmm. old people questions. And we don't want to seem ageist when we say old. So dial in if you want to talk to me and Jen. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you what it's like to be two old biddies. No, I thought you were going to say bitches, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> so today we're speaking with a moderator from r slash ask old people, a subreddit that's all about asking old people questions. And age is relative on this subreddit. So Ali and I could be two old biddies to an 18-year-old or even a 25-year-old or maybe even a 30-year-old at this point. Um, but it is just all relative. So on the, the subreddit, there are people from all decades of life and you can go on there and ask them questions. It's fun. Guys, are you excited? <laughs> it's actually really adorable. Like there are a lot of users in their 60s and 70s just answering questions about what it was like to experience these things. And in contrast to, I think there's a more historical subreddit, like it's got historians on it. This is just like, hey, you were alive when JFK was assassinated. What was that like? And people are writing in like, I remember I was in algebra class and it's it's really kind of lovely. It looks like old people can ask the younger generation things as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. In in American society, it seems we don't value the experiences of old people, I think, as much as we should. So I'm super into this. I remember we had to do this project when we were really little where we had to, like, I don't know, I was like in elementary school, we had to ask our grandparents questions. Um, Oh. Yeah. And get like an oral, oral, oral history project. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So this is the Reddit version, which is nice. What did you learn about your grandparents? Oh, I was in elementary school. I remember doing the interview, but I don't remember much, which is very sad. 
Oh. But um, well, most all my grandparents passed away by the time I was in high school. But Jen, you you went to a, like a 90th birthday or something. Yeah, um, I think three of my four grandparents passed away by the time I was in college. But my grandmother lived, my mom's mom lived a little bit longer and we had a very close relationship. And her sister, my great aunt Chris, Christine, but we called her Chris, was so dear to our whole family. So I had a really special relationship with them. She and my grandmother looked exactly alike. They were both really tiny. They wore trench coats. We always made a lot of jokes <laughs> about them. <laughs> um, but I mean, the family just loved hearing them tell stories and pass down stories. And that was really, really cool. What was with the trench coats? I don't know. They thought, I think. Were they flashers? <laughs> they might have been. It wouldn't have surprised me in their spare time. They had all sorts of tricks up their sleeve. They love to dance. <laughs> they sometimes play poker, I think. I don't know. They were just, they were wild. <laughs> Literally tricks in the literal sleeves. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I have an older friend now. Uh, I believe he's 83. His name is Lou. He's my neighbor. And oh, yeah, uh, we I've met Lou. Yeah, Lou's the bomb. We go for coffee every two weeks or movies and uh, talk a lot about his life, but also just, I don't know, hang out. And it's really refreshing to be with somebody who's, you know, of a different generation and sees things really differently than you. That's awesome. I did, I've never heard about Lou. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Lou's, Lou's my pal. Um, so I recommend we all make friends with people of different generations. And it's not that difficult. I think you just need to find the right avenue. So maybe the subreddit would be a great way to do that. Get on it. Yeah. Get on it, folks. Here's the philosophical thing that really struck me here. We have the internet and we, we basically have all knowledge uh, more or less accessible to us in a, in a way that previous generations didn't. So I feel like we're living in a time where it's like, okay, grandpa, we don't really need to like hear your stories because we, we kind of know everything or we can look everything up. And that's clearly not the case because when you actually hear firsthand accounts, as you guys were describing, of different times, it's different from reading Wikipedia or re even going to school and reading a textbook or, or hearing it from a teacher. It was so um, fascinating reading. The, the one that piqued my interest was, hey, ask old people, what do you think about this whole anti-vaxxer movement that's going on? And this right. amazing response came yeah, should through we read of that like, response? It's so good. if you have it, it's unbelievable. Actually, I do have the link. Okay. It says, um, so... Urbane K2525 said, let me put it this way. How many families do you personally know who've lost children between the ages of three and 10 to a disease of any sort? My mom is in her 80s. When she was growing up, everybody, all caps, knew a family that had lost a child to a disease. Most knew more than one family who had. Um, imagine the daycare, school you take your child to. Think how often these children get sick. Now imagine that one in 20, so probably one or two out of every class was going to die from one of these diseases before fourth grade. Um, yeah, that that's the gist of it, which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be a parent to realize the magnitude of that. But like I walk my kids into their school classrooms every day and I the kids know me. And so they all like these 20 kids come up to me and I'm reading this text being like, imagine if like two of those kids were like basically doomed to die of an illness. Like that's the time we lived in before vaccines and now we have them. And isn't it amazing? And then we have this. This stupidity. episode is not funny. No, it's <laughs> very about serious. Children die. Child death. That's like I go into my child's classroom and there are 20 children. <laughs> Two of them would have died. <laughs> but that's the kind of perspective. No, it's ridiculous. Anti-vaxxers. I'm sorry. Well, there's this whole movement where it's like Western medicine has 
gotten to a point where certain things have been solved and then therefore rather than credit the medicine we say well these must not be problems <laughs> right what a, what a good point yeah it makes no sense yeah have either of you had any experiences where you've heard really illuminating stories from like relatives or other people about historical events I'm just thinking like even hearing my mom talk about like the atomic bomb drills they would have to do at school and get under the mm -hmm. desks just mm -hmm. makes that feel very real mm -hmm. yeah how about you Allie my parents really don't talk about that kind of stuff um <laughs> well you should r slash ask them i've tried i've tried okay. i went skiing with my dad i tried so hard to get him to talk about himself and all he would do was talk about the conditions of the slopes oh <laughs> man that's rough like, over and over again i did find out that in retirement he'd like to learn spanish that was pretty much all i got <laughs> but he won't talk about the past oh man we got to get him a little tipsy maybe <laughs> <laughs> my parents don't drink so good luck <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll slip him a Mickey. Uh, oh, even cha challenge accepted. <laughs> Although my mother did get high once. Oh, really? It was so great. I think she'd be so upset to learn that I was talking about this on the podcast, but she doesn't listen. So <laughs> <laughs> my mom got high once and it was hilarious. Um, Obviously, you were with her. It was the only time she'd ever gotten high. Well, we were in Colorado and like because it was legal, she sent me an email. I have to find it. I remember all the email said was, I think the subject line was drugs. And then in the inside, it says, will letter U do them W me. <laughs> like, that was like it. <laughs> I was like, oh and I also God. like don't think of weed as like drugs. <laughs> and also like living in California, it like marijuana is the same as alcohol. Like it's just a thing you could do if you want to at a party. Right. But right. anyway, right. going back to the olds, I had an ex-boyfriend <laughs> um, whose grandmother was 90 and she was a badass bitch who like went sea kayaking every day and met her boyfriend on the internet and was like so with it it was crazy oh my god um yeah she was like really amazing actually it was like almost weird talking to someone whose face was that old who was like so with it you know what i mean like there was yeah. no like it was like talking to someone our age like yeah that's cool but um she was like cleaning out her house or something i was like i don't want this stuff and brought over like all these boxes and boxes of like newspaper clippings from high school it was really amazing, actually. And she had run for um, state congress or something. No, city. I guess. Uh, anyway, I remember the slogan was Hartford needs a woman in the house, which <laughs> is now so outdated. But at the time, you could you could you could see how that's like so edgy and awesome. I don't know how I feel about that slogan. <laughs> yeah, but you could see. Why is how it outdated? You could see. Why is how it outdated so, today? Well, because now it's like women belong in the house kind of oh you're being you're oh, kidding I didn't, even, you're I didn't kidding. read it you know way. what i'm Honestly, too tired to was, deal with it, you mad i'm too tired i can't i was it. not kidding i was not gonna if it was like we need a woman in this kitchen then like yes the house. but yeah. uh house i immediately thought of like house of representatives or like okay, okay, which, so, which the was government. the pun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> sorry that was the pun, no which i, I honestly, think was really clever back uh, you know whenever this was i'm so woke that i, I didn't even get that joke oh that's how woke okay. I am. that's bragging now oh, all right i believe he's a man talking up on two girls one podcast all right let's head to trivia let's do it <laughs> although i just invited you to talk more what hey yeah shut the fuck up now please put some talk parameters more. on what matt can say trivia <laughs> speaking of some badass older people i have some trivia about uh, an event in 2015 recent history uh, where seven men dubbed the Grandpa Gang 
pulled off the biggest burglary in the recorded history of England. Ooh. Not the biggest burglary of all time. This is probably small potatoes on the list of biggest heists. But in England, uh, this was a big one, the biggest. Multiple robbers in this gang were in their 60s and 70s at the time when they conducted the heist. Bad After ass. plotting... <laughs> Exactly. After plotting for three years, they were able to steal more than $20 million worth of cash, jewelry, and gems from a vault. That's a retirement plan. <laughs> we don't need no 401k up in here. Fuck that. Just need about 21 carrots. Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> 14 carrots? I don't know. Ignore me. No, I, don't, I don't know how carrots work, honestly. Like Every time I see that, I'm like, is this valuable or not? I can't tell. Um, This was stolen from a vault in London's Hatton Garden, which is like the uh, one of the jewelry districts, I suppose, in London, uh, going back some time. All of these career criminals, these were some hardcore dudes. They were brought to justice within about a year of the heist and only about half of the loot was ever recovered. The question is, how did these aging silver haired burglars break in? And I have three choices. Okay. A. I'd like to change the trivia. Okay. Who's going to play them in the movie? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Give us some options. Oceans. <laughs> I mean, Clooney's in. Yeah. Clooney's definitely in. Right. This is sure, basically sure. Oceans 14 or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, now it's less fun. Okay. Go on. <laughs> A. The ringleader of this gang brought bank tellers fancy Belgian chocolates every week for three years, slowly gaining their trust and unfettered access to the vault. Just a lovely older gentleman bringing chocolates to the bank. What could go wrong? Right? I love the idea of like playing, using your angle. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Yes, right. Yeah. I, I'm not threatening. I'm I'm 75. B. Yeah, just be in the cut. This is honestly, this is this will be a great movie. Okay, yeah. B. Okay, we'll we'll write it yeah. after the show. We'll we'll write the treatment and we'll okay. uh, take it take okay. it to L. A. for your cool. meetings next week. Ali will play uh, all the all right. roles. <laughs> <laughs> I will play yeah. all the old men. You should play a really good old man. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. B. They posed as building workers and then used a diamond-tipped drill to bore an 18-inch hole through a concrete wall, which then gave them what? access to the vault. Or C. They held the families of the bank managers hostage oh, and forced sad. them to open the vaults under duress. Oh my! I'm going with A because I really hope it's A. I just want it to be A so the much. Yeah. Also, did they get away with this? I think they were sent. Most of them were convicted within a year. So, huh. although only half the money was ever recovered, I believe I was reading in the article. I'm gonna go with A. I'm sticking with Ali on this one. Chocolates. Yeah. Please, okay. please let that be it. All right. We will find out the correct answer after this commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled, I Need Dental Work. You want my stuff? Canyon Country Santa Clarita. From the website, four out of five dentists recommend for anything but dental things. Craigslist. and emails will be ignored. I'm in desperate need of dental work. No insurance, no cash, but I have tons of stuff to trade. Please check out my stuff listed here. 
Yes! If you don't say anything that interests you, let me show you what's in my two storage units and at my house! I'll make it worth your time! <laughs> Please call 661313718. No texts or emails, please! Oh, to see what I have listed here, type yabba dabba doo in the for sale search box. Thanks for looking. I wonder what kind of dental work that person needs. It sounds like they need like a whole new set of teeth. What do you think? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm concerned now about my I'm own. I'm concerned uh, too. Yeah, and my Obamacare yeah. situation too. You know, Ugh, I went to the dentist recently and they made me wait for four hours to get a cleaning. It was horrible. I went to the dentist yeah. and paid so much money. So much money. Yeah. Healthcare in this anyway. country is absurd. Fucked. Breaking news. <laughs> Healthcare's <Cool>. fucked. <laughs> but I want to. I want to know what what kind of stuff this person has. They weren't really clear. Like they they talked it up. But like, what if there's like good stuff? I mean, it sounded like their gums were bleeding. I yeah, don't know. But, but like, what do they? What do you need to know? They just need. They just need to sell their stuff. They're just exchanging. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. should just barter with the dentist. Like, just tell the dentist, yes. like, you do this surgery, and you know what I mean. It's supposed to go right. on Craigslist. Right, yeah. right. But um, they could also rob a bank. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes, I would like to hear about that. A very good way to get healthcare <laughs> in this country: rob a bank. You heard it here. Yeah. Speaking of robbing banks, the Grandpa Gang robbed a big one in uh, 2015. I don't know that it actually was like a traditional bank. This sounds more like a vault where fancy people kept fancy things. But they pulled off the biggest heist in English recorded legal history, stole $20 million worth of cash and jewels. And most of these gentlemen were in their uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s, including the ringleader, I believe, I believe was among the older set. Uh, how'd they do it? A, they brought the tellers and employees fancy Belgian chocolates to gain their trust, uh, slowly getting unfettered access to the vault. B, they posed as construction workers and building workers and then used a special drill to bore their way into the concrete vault. Or C, they held the families of the bank managers hostage and forced them to open the vaults under duress. Uh, you guys both went with the chocolates. Yeah, we're keeping it clean, keeping it light. It I don't be know. Chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bias. I thought old people got nicer and softer as they age, but I guess mm -hmm, not. Mm -hmm. Anyway, chocolates. Yeah, chocolates. That's the decoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Exactly. All right. Uh, I have good news and bad news. We're wrong. The bad news is you're wrong. Okay. But the good news is the Belgian chocolate story is a real story. It's just not about uh, this trivia answer. So the correct answer to this week's trivia is B, they posed as employees of the facility uh, wearing hard hats and neon vests and then just kind of, you know, hung around until people quit work and drilled a big hole in the vault and made off with all the jewels. They dropped a book along their escape called Forensics for Dummies. Like literally like no. reading the dummies book of like how to not, you know, like what police do to like track people down and they dropped oh the book God. and uh, that was part of the crime scene. I thought that was funny. They completed the heist successfully, which is uh, kind of crazy. It was not a very complicated plan, it doesn't seem, but they did get caught. There was something about burying some of the spoils in a grave or something. So like not all of the money was recovered, but uh, yeah, let's let's make this movie. Let's 
do it. Yeah, no, it's so good. Wait, but what's the where? Where did the real chocolate story happen? Yeah, so uh, I think it was in Belgium. There was a, a more traditional bank where just a sweet, lovely older gentleman would just bring chocolates to the bank tellers, and they just had this lovely, lovely relationship over time. And he was just like, "Well, let me see the vault. Let me see this." It was like safety deposit boxes or something. Like, oh, let me just see. And then they just kind of was a regular who just kind of popped in and did whatever he wanted. He made off with lots of money. I don't remember how much. And I don't believe was ever caught, like just vanished Whoa, with, with the that's cash. That's a better movie. Yeah. 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 Send me that link. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Done. That's so crazy. I know. Fuck Shawshank Redemption. I know. <laughs> Grandpa I, Chocolatier. The moral of these stories to me is that old people are bad and dangerous. Yes. Yeah, that's my yeah, takeaway. Yeah, that's a great conclusion. Great yeah, conclusion. Yeah, I, I hear that. Well, let's see if we can get that confirmed <laughs> with our guest. Uh, so nice. we're super excited to start our interview now with a moderator from the subreddit r slash ask old people. Their name is Get Off My Lawn. Welcome, Lawn. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing? It's another happy day in paradise. <laughs> Great. We, we could not agree more. <laughs> um, so we always just like to get some context about, uh, you know, when you became a moderator, what attracted you to the subreddit, etc. So could you give us some background? Well, I started hanging out in Reddit about six years ago, and I sort of wanted to do some modding. There's a um, subreddit called Need a Mod. And I think he advertised in there that he needed a mod. And I said, hey, you need me because I'm old. So I can help you. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually 63 now. So. Oh, wow. Cool. Mazel tov. <laughs> Thank you. So what were the your early experiences on the subreddit? And, you know, bring us to today. Well, he had just started the sub. So anytime you start a sub, some of it is growing the sub. So we had to do some uh, networking with other subs and do some self-promotion. And we had to post some some of our own ideas. And it was always going to be a small sub because, heck, there are not a lot of really old people on Reddit. We actually have a category called old for Reddit as opposed to old. And it's it's been pretty good. We haven't had a lot of problems with the sub in terms of obnoxious users or uh, we have people coming in and asking interesting questions on a regular basis. And it's it like we said, we always expected it to be a small sub, but we thought it would be a good place for people to have discussions. And now how many people are there? I think we have about 25,000 subscribers now. Wow. So it's, it's a small sub. That's a lot of people, though. I know. <laughs> so is 25,000 about what you were expecting or were you, were you expecting more or less? I think we we're probably expecting less. Um, so we're, we're gratified that it did get that large. And we mm -hmm. actually stu still get new subscribers periodically. So mm -hmm. I haven't looked at our traffic statistics in a while, but I'm sure that, uh, you know, we, we grow a little bit. Now, there are some other old people subs. There's an over 60 sub now. There's a lot of over 30 subs. There's an over 40 sub. There's, I think there's a sub called Old Farts. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a sub called Get Off My Lawn, too, which is why I had him put an extra character in my username. Yeah. Oh. So there are some of us out there, you know, we found people in their 80s on Reddit who actually participate in the sub. Cool. Well, that's the big thing. We're trying to get the older crowd to participate because we want the younger crowd to ask questions and we want the older crowd to answer the questions. So I'm often trying, if I see somebody that I see in another sub that's posting, like saying, hey, yeah, I'm 50 or 60 or older or whatever. It's like, come on over, have some fun. <laughs> okay. So you do some recruitment for this one. We 
try. We try to do a little. And we're lucky that people in other subs, like very often in Ask Reddit, people will ask something about, you know, what was it like during World War II? And somebody will ping our sub in there. So we get some subscribers off of that ping. So we actually have, I set up auto mod so that, um, it's not auto mod, it's a bot, I think, that you can set up and it will come out and set, tell you when your sub is mentioned in another, in a post someplace. Do you also do recruitment um, in the real world? Like, do you, are, no. are the, okay. <laughs> no, and we don't <laughs> just, have Just a, to get more older folks, you know, involved in Reddit. No, we really don't. You know, I was in IT for like 35 years or something. I mean, I was on the internet back in the early 70s before it was called the internet. So there's this thing of getting older people to use computers. Some people just don't want to bother. They're, they just don't get it. It's mm. just not for them. For me, it's it's very natural to just hang out and read it. What was the internet yeah. like before the internet? <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> That's so imagine cool. if we could ask someone <laughs> who the used the was. internet in the 70s. That what, would be yeah. awesome. What were you using it for at that time? Um, back then, it was still like a very basic thing. And we're like maybe eight nodes on it when I got to it, which wasn't like the my university got onto it at some point. They weren't one of the originals, but they were like in the first 10 to get on it. Oh, this is back before you had uh, broadband telephone lines. You used to use like dial-up telephone lines or and not even high-speed dial-up was available back then. So, you know, 56KB dial-up was not a thing back then. You know, 300, 1200, 9600 baud, really. And then uh, we you didn't have, obviously you didn't have the World Wide Web, which was invented at CERN. I forget when, in the 80s or something. But you didn't even really have email. You had uh, ways of copying messages to each other. Let's say like one time I logged onto a computer in New York. And from there, I could make a connection to a computer in Europe over these dial-up phone lines and stuff. And so, yeah, here I was. It, it was really wild because I did this sometime in the 70s. It's like, wow, I'm logging in on a computer on the other side of the world. I'm living in the future here. <laughs> yeah. I'm living in the future at 300 baud and no lowercase letters either. So everything was uppercase back then. So, But it was, it was very trippy at the time. It was really just for sharing data between research centers. And you used to Use things like file transfer protocols to take a big clump of files and ship them to your collaborator at another university or another uh, work site or something. You didn't really have like interactive computers where you're sitting at a keyboard and typing. It wasn't like you're online all the time. You did your thing and you, you got off. Right. And, oh, um, thank God. I wish we could do that. <laughs> I, I know. just go online, do my thing, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> That's basically it. It was it was very batch oriented. It was... Uh, uh, now, yeah, how can we do would, that? <laughs> It was fun. It was interesting. Um, sometimes it's really interesting when I get online and I go digging. So, see, I remember using one of those systems way back when. Like, we used uh, to program, we used key punches. We had an early touch screen, which was really weird. We had this system called Play Doh. Yeah, like now everybody has like a phone or a uh, tablet with a touch screen. But back then, your touch screen was like you had these little photosensitive bulbs across one side and across the top. And when, then when you stuck your finger in on the screen, you intersected the light beam. So your resolution was something like 16 by 16 on the screen. It was really, and of wow. course the screens were much smaller. I think back then we used to use storage display tubes for a lot of stuff. We didn't even have cathode ray tubes for a lot of things. Of course, now everything's flat screens, completely different, but um, it was fun. It was an adventure. <laughs> Do you guys remember Polaroids? Yes. yes. <laughs> Those were crazy. All right. So um, <laughs> what are, what are some of your favorite posts and stories from the subreddit 
Oh, gee, I don't know, because um, sometimes I'm too busy modding to read the subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to see the older stuff that's even before my memory sometimes. But yeah, I guess a lot of the old computer stuff, like what was computing like for you when you were growing up? I enjoyed that. Or we talk about old TV shows. People just want to know, how did what was using a checkbook like? That was an interesting one. <laughs> I still use a checkbook. Is that uh, wrong? Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of people don't use checkbooks. There was actually somebody was posting in a sub in a different sub today about how they like completely got away from using a checkbook and they just use everything via credit card and automatic debit. I do have friends who like, what do you use checks for? And it's like, how can you not use checks? So for me, they're very useful. <laughs> well, before we hear more about what's on the subreddit, um, can you tell us what is the difference between the old and the old for Reddit designations? It seems like most people on Reddit are, well, we, especially in summer, you get tons of teenagers. We call that summer Reddit because they, we get a lot of edgy teenagers <laughs> in the summer. Uh, a lot of people are in their 20s and 30s. Uh, old for Reddit, we, we start saying like in your, in your 40s, definitely if you're in your 50s. The actual old people, we would probably say 50s, 60s, 70s, and like I said, 80s. But it's 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 not a hard and fast rule. It's sort of like a loose definition. Have you seen any statistics about the average age of Reddit users or just, you know, what do you think anecdotally? I would imagine it's teenage to early 20s. I think I've seen that in the past. And I, we've done some surveys in my other subs that are more have more of a, you know, aren't so focused, age focused. But I, I get really do get the feeling it's the younger crowd in terms of probably 45 and under. Do you know who the oldest person is in your subreddit who's responding to questions? There is somebody who is 80 something. And I think it's him and another. I think it's him and his wife. Oh, that's adorable. I don't know their names offhand. But I, I did come across them because we don't really keep statistics like that. We will flare mm -hmm. people. And matter of fact, if I get in, I might be able to see who we flared, actually. The flare is by age groups, though, right? We've got somebody who's 70 plus. We've got somebody who's 69 and comfortable. That was a, a user said that. <laughs> okay. We got a guy in his 50s. We got somebody who is not really a moose. What? <laughs> not really a moose. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's a 23-year-old. How did he get in there? Somebody over the hill, somebody over 50, somebody born in the 50s. We have somebody whose flair is get off my lawn, but that's not me. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I get that Shut a him lot. down. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Have you ever told uh, somebody yeah. to actually get off your lawn? Just curious. <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. I also told them to get out of my tree. That's the other one. Get the hell out of my tree. Kids today. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got somebody who's well past 70 trying for 80. So I know we have the, the 80s in here. I just, we've you know, flared so many people. Yeah. Like, what, what are some of the queries that, that these 80-year-olds are answering? Um, what were big scandals when you were growing up? Why do old people do certain things? So why do you walk that way? Or why do you talk that way? Or why do you treat people that way? Uh, here's one. What do you do for exercise? I chase people out of my tree. Um, what do you think of the Three Stooges? Um, I, I think they're great. Nobody was asking me, but I grew up watching the ones of that. I love them. I love them. Exactly. I used to do that at work and people didn't know what that was, some people. And they're like, what is that? It's like, it's the Three Stooges. Everybody oh, should appreciate one. them. Yeah. Here's, here's a good question. How well did the TV show Mad Men depict 1960s culture in terms of work reactions to events and sexism and stuff. 
And oh. uh, yeah, so I've had people ask me, well, was the sexism, was it really that sexist? It's like, yes, it was extremely <laughs> sexist working uh, even in the 70s and 80s, which is when I started my career. It was uh, sexism was rampant and was really horrible. Um, it's It's not as bad as it used to be. Obviously, it's still there, but it was really in your face like, you know, you're a girl, you wouldn't understand. I mean, they'd say that to your face. What what industry did you start in? I know you said you were in IT, but where did, where did you start? Well, I got my uh, degrees in math. So I have a bachelor's and master's in math because back then they didn't really have IT degrees either. And, you know, if you had a, ma- a degree in math, you could sort of get a job doing statistics or being an actuary. And neither one really appealed to me, but IT was like the big field coming up at the time. It was the next boom. True. So I got into IT. And back then you could get into, you can still get into IT without an IT degree. I mean, mm-hmm. but math was considered really good for getting into IT. So um, I did that. I got started. I think I got my first IT job in 1980. My first job, I was actually using an Apple II. If, I don't know if anybody ever remembers that, but. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I was using an Apple II and then I read the Steve Jobs biography um, a few years ago. And I I love that biography because Steve Jobs and I were born in the same year. So you're reading this history of IT, which is like the first half of the book. And I'm like, this is all nostalgia for me or deja vu or whatever you want to call it. I remember all these things. And in the book, they talk about the development of the Apple II. And I'm like, I used one. And, you know, back then in those days, too, we didn't need things like an operating system necessarily. We would program right in bare metal, as we used to say. So I, it was a lot of fun coming up in IT. Things are so different in IT now. Um, you know, back when I started, there were no apps really. You, if you needed an app, you wrote your app. So a lot of people were doing software development full time just to so they could do other stuff. Now it's completely different. You just go buy stuff off the shelf and, you know, configure it for your environment. And that's it. If, if you want to be a developer, you have to go work at a software company. But in the old days, you know, every company was doing software development. So let's see, what else have we got in there? Um, do you have any regrets? Well, um, people <laughs> do, do talk about nah. <laughs> You don't need to share that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do you like having children? Do you regret not having children? Um, some of the things, too, is, you know, what do you do with uh, for elder care? What do you do with an older parent? Things about aging, you know, problems, health problems do you have with aging? How did you manage money? Yeah, I, I was sorting the sub uh, by the, the top uh, results. And it, there is this thread of like, how did you live your life? And do, basically, like, do you have any tips for me so I don't fuck it up as a younger person? <laughs> right. that, the, that, that question seems to come up a lot. And I yes, find that it interesting. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, seeing a lot of use sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. use, well, my, my yeah. big thing was always take care of your teeth um, mm-hmm. because you get to a certain age, you go through a lot of dental work. So if you can avoid that. Oh, yeah. We get questions about the Vietnam War. We get questions about uh, what the political climate was like. I mean, the, the questions are all over the map. We don't really have, we don't have any restrictions on what you can ask us other than we don't want to help you with your homework or we don't want you to help, help you do surveys. If you have a question and it's not a rude question or an insulting question, then ask away. We've had a few trolls, but we've usually managed to get rid of them. So Why are people trolling this subreddit? That seems like a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, we used to have... Uh, 
uh, one guy, well, I don't even want to say what he did because I don't want to give him the airtime. But, you know, they would come yeah. in and ask the same rude question over and over. So we'd ban him and he'd make a new account and come in and ask the same rude question again. And we'd ban him. And this went on for a year or two that, you know, he'd go away and come back. And it wasn't just our sub. He was doing this too. I found out he was doing it to other subs. I reported him to the admins a few times, hoping they would block his IP or something. He seems to be gone. But we usually don't have a lot of problems with people. Uh, we, You know, like some subs I moderate get very contentious and I spend a large part of my day banning people. And on this sub, we don't really have that problem. My senior mod banned a few people, but not that many. And mostly if we ban people, it's for using racial slurs or being really rude and crude or uh, vicious towards other users. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, most of the time it's a pretty mellow sub. Yeah. So we have our own opinions, but we'd love to hear from you why you think this subreddit is important. I guess it's nice that you can get different generations talking to each other. And I sort of like, for me, it's about looking at my memories and seeing, um, talking to somebody else with the same set of memories. So I like that. And I do like talking. I think one of the reasons I'm on Reddit in general is I just like talking to people across the board. So I don't care if you're you know, I'm like I said, I'm 63. If you're 18, that doesn't mean I won't wouldn't enjoy talking to you. I probably a lot of the people I talk to are 18 or 20s or whatever. You will tell them to get off your lawn, though. No, no, no. <laughs> but oh uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, no, only if you know they're trespassing. But uh, no, one of the things I like about Reddit, you get exposed to a broad spectrum of people. You get exposed to a broad spectrum of age groups, which we do, actually do do in this sub, even though. We try to encourage a lot of old people to participate, but we want young people to come and participate. We have people from multiple countries. That's a, another fun thing that I like. I, a lot of my fellow mods and other subreddits are in Europe or Australia or Canada, or I don't even know where some of them are. Oh, some are in Ireland or whatever. So people across the world. And um, that's what I like about it is we just have this broad spectrum of people talking and sharing experiences and it sort of gets you out of your preconceived notions of things, sort of um, keeps your mind flexible to other ways of thinking and seeing things or experiencing things so that you're not stuck in a rut. And it's not an echo chamber either. I think that's the other thing. A lot of subs turn into echo chambers. Have you learned anything from any of the younger people who have popped into the room in, in terms of changing perspectives or just being more aware of something you hadn't thought about? Well, a lot of the people, some younger people think, why are older people so disrespectful to us? Or, you know, why do they treat us like we're jerks or something? Um, that's the only thing I've noticed. And I've tried to, you know, remember that, you know, what what I thought of old people when I was young, like, yeah, they seem kind of gruff or scary or whatever. Although the culture nowadays is much more informal than it was when I was a kid. When you were a kid, somebody was older than you, you called them Mr. or Mrs. or Yes. <laughs> now it's first names everywhere. I mean, even my dentist says, call me David. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's in his 50s. So um, yeah, and I think that's the thing is to try to remember to be uh, tolerant, try to be tolerant and understanding of people who don't have maybe your life experience or your, you know, who just don't see things the way you do. To some extent, we do live our life in an echo chamber and try to be more open-minded towards people, more tolerant. So, you know, you, you get people who do things that you might think are strange, but you just have to get to know them. Well, speaking of getting to know them, can we ask you a few questions off of the subreddit? Okay. <laughs> okay. 
All right, let's start with what did you think of the Pet Rock fad? Oh, well, I thought it was, I actually did think it was kind of silly to go out and spend money on a rock when I had a backyard full of rocks. (laughs) So, you know, I could go find a nice rock in my backyard, wash it and put it on my dresser and name it, you know? So I I thought it was sort of clever marketing, Um, Uh but in some ways it was a cute idea, but it's like, I'm not going to go buy a rock. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so you're saying you would rather go out and get a rock off of your lawn? I would rather go out and get a free-range rock. Yeah, free-range organic um, rocks. Maybe perhaps a free-range pasture. 100% organic. Pas- organic, artisanal, pasture-raised, <laughs> yes. you know, grass-fed. No antibiotics <laughs> rock. All right, we know what you think about the Three Stooges. How about your opinions on the Beatles? This came up in the subreddit. Somebody said they're a huge fan of the Beatles. I've always wished to be a part of that time. So what was that like uh did you do you remember <laughs> yes i do i remember when they came on the ed sullivan show when they first the first appearance on the ed sullivan show and we were watching it me and my best friend were watching it on a black and white tv in my parents living room and they came on and they're i don't even remember what song they play but my friend and i are sort of dancing a little bit because you know i had a beat and you could dance to it <laughs> so i think i was about eight but over time that that wasn't really my musical taste i tended I was more of a Rolling Stones type of person. And as time went on, I got more into progressive rock or alternative rock is what it's called now. I mean, I won't turn off the Beatles, but it's not like I'm going to go out and buy their stuff either. I, mean, I did buy Abbey Road. That was a really good album. Okay, different uh, different topic altogether. Somebody says, I'm 25. I just got fired. I'm feeling lost and helpless. Any general life advice? Oh, well, I haven't been fired, so that's kind of uh, different. But I can understand that, you know, I can understand being worried about money and stuff. Um, Well, you will have jobs that aren't good, that um, you'll either lose them, either you'll get laid. Well, I've been laid off. You'll get laid off or you won't mesh with the culture or you'll just find that you hate the work. And it's just one job. It's not your life. Your job is not your life. Your life is something else. Your job is something you do to further your life, but it's not your life. So, you know, I, I know some people, I know people who retired and would go back to work. And it's like, or people who couldn't retire because like, what would I do? You know, there's like a million other things. Now, mainly when you're 25, I mean, when you're my age and you're like, well, I'll just retire, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're 25, then maybe you want to go over to the personal finance sub and figure out how to cut your expenses, set up an emergency <laughs> fund and find uh, tune your resume to find something. But your job isn't everything. It's it's just one part of your life. You you have friends and family, which are way more important than your job. And you have who you are internally, maybe time work on your your inner person. I have one more that I see here that's a big one that comes up with my age bracket. Should I wait until I get married to move in with my significant other? No. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> You'll be surprised what you find out when you live with somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I actually had a guy that I, I dated and everybody thought he was the cat's, cat's meow. And uh, he was so wonderful and nice and everything. And then once he got me locked in and I was living with him, he turned into Mr. Hyde. Oh, really? I was like, yeah. And we see this in the relationship subs a lot where Uh um, everything is perfect until things start getting serious. And then the one person starts getting more and more abusive and controlling. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what happened with him. He turned into an abusive person. And I was like, holy. Oh, my gosh. And And then you got out of there. 
I got out of there. I got okay, out. Okay, good. I actually do have one more. I thought that was my last one, but I have one more. Okay. <laughs> if you guys don't mind. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a growing trend that millennials want what their parents have at 60 by the age of 30. How do you feel about this? Uh, well, I sort of hate the whole millennials versus boomer divide. Uh, me too. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think of millennials as less than human, which seems to be around. And obviously, I don't think of boomers as big, bad people. But I do see that some people are like, you know, look, look at the boomers say, well, you got yours. You don't care about anybody else now. But I really don't know what, you know, I don't know that millennials necessarily want that. And certainly things have changed dramatically. I mean, you know, having a smartphone, which is costing you 80 bucks a month was not a thing. You know, you carried a bunch of quarters with you so you could make a phone call. Right. And you didn't have to worry about having Wi-Fi at yeah. home, which could be like another hundred a month. So we didn't have certain expenses back then. Um, certainly though I have seen, and one thing that does, has always concerned me is you see how expensive it can be to live, especially in some large cities. Now I used to live in, in Manhattan where it was not unusual to spend 50% of your salary on rent. I can see that that's difficult. But uh, again, I think some things too is that people haven't been raised to be financially frugal or or to plan properly. I mean, we do see this in some subs where people come in and go, I don't know why I'm broke, even though I'm making all this money. And you look, <laughs> and you ask them, well, show me your budget where you're spending money. And they're like, well, you know, I got uh, these cell phones are costing us 200 a month. And it's like, well, you know, you can find plans for 15 a month. Or I bought a brand new car and and my wife has a brand new car and I have a brand new car. So our car payments are like 1500 a month. Well, why do you need brand new cars? I mean, is that really a priority? Plus the insurance you're paying on them. So you see people who like just don't understand how to prioritize where their money goes. So I don't know how true that is for some people. I, I do see a lot of people posting on Reddit that it's hard to find work, uh, especially things like, you know, you get these advertisements for entry level positions, but we need three or four years experience. Well, that's not an entry level position. Right. right. It, the pay may be entry level, but they want you an experienced person. That's not right. Do you have any final thoughts for us on the, you know, top things that younger people should know as they age? Well, I think a big thing is is learn about personal finance. And I, I've certainly seen that with younger friends who are like, I can't afford a house. I'm like, yes, you can. Um, stop paying for HBO <laughs> for a start, you know, <laughs> or stop paying for, you know, mm. stop having a $300 a month cable bill. You know, do you really need to <laughs> spend 300 a month on cable? Maybe you can spend $50 a month and get broadband and then watch something else that's, you know, there's plenty of free TV services. So mm -hmm. big thing I think is, is personal finance, learn that and learn, learn to save for the future. I think some of it is just, you know, learn to be more tolerant of people. The country has uh, certainly gotten more partisan since I was a kid. You know, you see the political divide in Washington and it wasn't like that when I was a kid. I mean, things were, you know, feisty back and forth, but now it's like, it's like a war, no quarter given. It's like, well, you know, you're always going to disagree. Get used to it and uh, try not to be so polarized about stuff. Is there anything with health? Oh, wow. There's a million things I could tell you about health. I, I did mention take care of your teeth. Um, <laughs> Noted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, for me, I actually, um, I've always had health problems since I was an infant. And so that was one of my reasons for I, I was uh, always saved a lot of money because I figured, geez, you know, I might wind up having to you know, retire early due to health issues. Well, I did have to retire early due to health issues in my 50s. 
And it was like, well, I'm so lucky I saved all that money because now, A, I can retire and I have to worry about affording housing or food or medical care or any of that stuff because I planned for it. I, I do hang out in some health subreddits where I see people in their 20s who are disabled due to a health issue. They can't work. Their family doesn't want to take care of them and there's no safety net for them. What are they supposed to do? I really just wonder what happens to these people. Because even if you get disability from the government, it's fairly minimal. Yeah, that's frightening. It is frightening. And finally, are there any small and lasting tips that you have around personal happiness? I think, uh, well, I, I tend to subscribe to the Buddhist philosophy that how you react to things determines uh, how good or bad they are for you. Mm-hmm. You can choose to be really upset about something or you can choose to take it in stride. You can choose to some extent how you feel about things in life. I mean, if you have a medical condition like depression, which is a medical condition, it's probably brain chemistry uh, imbalance. I mean, you really can't choose. Your your body's going to choose for you in that case. But in general, uh, barring some sort of medical illness, you, you can decide about to be just about how happy you want to be. And I think Abe Lincoln said something to that effect, too. But Buddha said it better, I think. <laughs> All right. All right. Get off my lawn. Well, thank you for that life <laughs> advice. It's, yeah. It's, uh, and I guess the other thing too is keep learning stuff, keep looking at stuff. Don't ever get complacent and stop learning about new things. So, you know, over the years, I, I studied Taoism before I studied Buddhism. Philosophy was my second major in college. Just don't get complacent and be flexible and open to new experience and new ways of thinking and try to go with the flow. We used to have a saying at work because work used to reorganize every year or something. Like, we've got this great new management plan. So we developed a saying. He says, if you don't like the way things are now, just wait. They will change again. <laughs> wait it out. <laughs> wait it out. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Well, I loved that lawn, as she told us to call her, um, is fully embracing sort of the stereotypical get off my lawn, you know, that moniker, but at the same time, you know, has really progressive and cool views about like the millennial boomer divide, you know, quote unquote divide, for instance. So, you know, I definitely got some perspective from hearing her perspective on some things. So you guys all know I have insomnia because I talk about it constantly because it's ruining my life. But uh, so sorry. last night when I woke up at 3 a.m., I was like, well, maybe I'll like try to do some work because people have been saying like, Allie, why don't you just get up and work for four hours? Oh, <laughs> You'll be the uh, most productive human ever. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I actually think it was a bad idea because then I think it made me more awake. Like, yeah, I don't think I could that, that. But anyway, but so I just started reading the subreddit last night <laughs> and mm. it's, it really is such a, such a fascinating wormhole and there's so many uplifting and depressing and heartwarming responses like that really really runs the gamut it's really interesting and you know as i was saying my grandparents were gone by the time i was in high school we really don't have access to these perspectives even if we want them and it is really cool that the subreddit's doing that and if our listeners are interested like you really will fall down and start browsing for hours i think people generally like talking about their lives too and it's just like asking the question basically like giving them an opportunity to share I know for me, like anytime anybody's like, do you have any advice around or like, you know, you always just want to go on and on. And I'm only in my 30s. I can't imagine by the time I'm six, young, when you telling everybody everything like. <laughs> um, I know. But yeah. Well, I was, I was kind of wondering if the 30s are sort of an interesting crux for this subreddit, because like 
we're not young and we're not old. We're, you know what right. I mean? Really getting So it's like we're at this point where it's like I am looking back and like I can reflect on the entire decade of my 20s and all this stuff, but like really interested in what I can do to get on the right track. Like not, not that I think I'm on the wrong track, but like I definitely yeah. like in my 30s picked up books on investing and I'm trying to be careful about my diet and this insomnia thing is driving me You're nuts. thinking about your future more. Yes. Than you did when you were yeah, 23. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. But what's perfect. really sad, actually, in terms of investing, is that all the books I'm reading show you charts about how investing like a hundred bucks a month when you're 22 goes so much further than mm. starting to invest a thousand bucks at 30. It's mm. something so depressing. <laughs> and I didn't invest anything in my 20s. Mm. Uh, but that's a good tip like, for our I listeners. Read this book, I, in their 20s. Oh my yeah. gosh, <laughs> listeners. There's a book called On My Own Two Feet that I read that's like, kind of more geared towards it's like for women and investing but yeah it has some stuff where i'm like oh fuck i wish i whoa, knew this whoa, at 22 whoa, 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 whoa. are women are women even allowed to invest <laughs> no this book actually um it's it's a, it's a secret book <laughs> it's, a, it's a secret book uh, you're hearing the secret here it's only yeah we're not allowed to talk about it uh whoa. yeah the first rule of on my own two feet is never talk about on my own two feet <laughs> well good thing no one listens to this show yeah yeah so we're fine <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> hi mom <laughs> yeah and jen's boyfriend yeah um, <laughs> hey adam <laughs> but yeah there's, yeah there's um, a lot i wish that i had known and like my parents are great but sometimes i'm like why didn't you tell me this <laughs> uh, well it's yeah. sort of interesting like what yeah what parents share and what they don't share because i'm sort of in the same boat where and also what we're fucking taught and not taught in school school is that, so silly as well and a lot of that has to do with finances and you know i think she had a really good tip about that in the end that that is sort of the advice that she would give um to people but you do have to do a lot of learning on your own and i wonder why that is because my parents are both financially savvy people they've done well but they never ever like sat me down for extended periods of time to talk about finances it was always kind of like like they'd been through it and it was hard to figure it out but now i needed to figure it out sort of thing and i mm -hmm. think that happens with a lot of people <laughs> so yeah let's share knowledge and uh, so that was a good tip Allie. <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah. that's all i got oh also <laughs> listeners when you turn 25 and you freak out and have your quarter life crisis like right on time don't make any changes you're fine um yeah yeah, That's you don't need to make any big yeah, life decisions. Like Ali and I always say that we missed our forced divorce because we were working together. You know, we just like we had each other, so we never got married and divorced other people. <laughs> um, oh my god! So, no, in our thirties, so many of my you can friends do. are divorced. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, it, that doesn't happen to everyone, but it it just it becomes clear. Divorce I think sounds shitty. It sounds I'm sorry so shitty. if you've had to do it, guys. I hope I don't yeah. have to. Oh my god! If I wait so long to finally meet someone, then I got to go through divorce. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Allie and I are, as you said, like not old, not young, but we're definitely old for Reddit. Um, if no, we have any. No, you are not. And Matt. No, you are not old. We're old for Reddit. We are no. the old I don't think side. We are solidly old for young people and young for old people. But I don't view Reddit <laughs> as like a place where kids hang out. Like teenager, I mean, I'm sure some teenagers and 20-somethings are there, but like they're all about Insta and Snap and TikTok and whatever. Like Reddit is for people like, I have an established interest that I'm very passionate about and I need to read everything about that thing. And I think some young people are like that, but I think it's us. Like I love Reddit. I'm there all day, every day, pretty much. Well, uh, does your job know that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we know every time Matt's like, I'm really busy. I can't get this edit done. I'm, I'm going to be like, busy, okay, guys. Matt's on Reddit. <laughs> I'm just going to write back. Reddit Stop and Discord. I got a Reddit lot of messages. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Thank well, you. Well, if if you guys have any questions for us, kind of old for Reddit people, we're not really old for Reddit. Um, but if you have any questions for us or things that you would want to know if you had the opportunity to talk to somebody older than us, let us know. Tweet at us at June Bugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us an old-fashioned voicemail. And that number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you can join us in our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P, where we're having a conversation. You can ask questions for upcoming interviews. We'll tell you which ones are coming up. You can suggest guests. It's very exciting. So join us there. And if they want to contribute, Ali, how do they do that? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and please, please do. All right. Thank you both young and old folks listening to the show. We will see you next week. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg and repeatedly banned from Reddit. I mean, produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.